Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Marvelous, or The Death of Cinema. On this episode, we tackle what you might call the original MCU, um, imported and reconstructed for use in America, like a rebadged Mazda being sold as a Ford. It's the Legendary Pictures Monsterverse, officially inaugurated with this entry, 2019's King, sorry, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I, I, you it's, it's called King much. of the Monsters. Then there's King Kong. King Kong's coming in the next one. King God, God Kong, King of the Killers. Actually, I think I think you're wrong. I think uh, I I think it was Kong Sky. I think it was Kong Skull Island was the first one. Oh no, Kong Skyland, Kong Skull Island. I guess technically inaugurates because yeah, because uh, the first that that first legendary Godzilla movie wasn't meant to be. A cinematic universe, no. so I guess. Yeah, Kong Skull Island sort of narrates it, but this is the first crossover. This is the this is the one where the and it's also funny that like the new one isn't either. It seems like the plan with these movies, at least, is well. I mean, there was a period in time where it seems like these movies were just going to stop, but uh, it seems like now the plan is just make normal sequels to them instead of doing fifteen spinoffs, which is probably the correct decision. Also, hi, I'm back. I'm Andy. How you doing? Andy's back. As you can tell, Andy's joining us. Uh, I'm Stu. I'm Nicole. I promise we'll get other guests at some point. It's just really hard to schedule with them. And you're very sick, aren't you, Cole? And, oh yeah, no, I'm very, I'm, I still have uh, all the bullshit. You got long COVID. I have long COVID. I have officially, and and actually on top of my long COVID diagnosis, got Lyme. I will be announcing that I will be f- officially joining the Struggle Session podcast. Uh <laughs> That's uh, you know, that's a lot of eyes on you. I know, dude. It'll finally. They've never. Is that still going? I, I no, I don't think so. No, I think all of them have long COVID now. I think all of them are like, <laughs> I think all of them have died of long COVID. Uh, we should probably, uh, if 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 we're if we're gonna be uh, snarky about no, other podcasts and internet shoot. personalities, we should probably save it for a, a patron episode. No, actually, just... we should because now that we're making officially. Five hundred dollars in the Patreon. We can throw shots at people now. We're coming. We're co- we're gonna be the number one like annoying leftists talk about movies podcast. I'm not annoying, uh, except for I'm rooting for you. Except for TGOV. Those are the those are the only one. That's the only one that's allowed to make more money than us because we we like them. And I mean, we like doing their show with you're, them. You're you're lucky if we do two movie episodes a month. Although yeah, I'm lately. You guys are yeah. You guys are barely a movie pod. You guys are like talking about fucking. Chinese Spider-Man getting molested or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> did you that was- did you like my did you like my reading of that? I, I have, of that I have not Cole? listened to it yet. I'm glad that Andy uh that I at least I assume it was Andy. Uh uh but <coughs> fuck. But <coughs> god damn it, dude. Fuck. Uh passed it on. Sorry guys, I'm playing her. I'm I'm flu game Jordan right now. Yeah, I just made the dumbest move in X Men. So, uh, I I want to try something for this episode where in, instead of trying to summarize the plot beforehand, so we can so my, the the pre- the the idea with the plot summary was we summarize the plot quickly mm-hmm. and then we can kind of free range over the movie having gotten that out of the way, but we just end up talking about things. As they come up in the plot, yeah. summary, the plot summary becomes yeah. half the episode. Also, have so you, I, I'm just thinking we'll try and dispense with that. This movie doesn't um, really have a plot. It's like t- they get to the they introduce the 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 like 
final conflict of the movie 25 minutes in and then it just has to start it has to like pump the fucking brakes and be like okay we got to do this like we got to go to mexico for some reason to see this movie has like a bunch of like if you sat down and wrote down every single idea that this movie has on paper you'd be like wow this is one of the best kaiju movies ever made. And the trailers for this highlight a lot of things in this movie in a way that's like, oh yeah, this is going to be one of the best movies ever made. This movie is such wasted potential. This is There uh, is a th- great movie in here that yeah. is buried. This, well, this, here's the thing with this movie and with so many of the big blockbuster genre action movies uh, of the last many years now is it has just, I was going to say a bad screenplay, but not like bad, like terrible in like a way that stands out. It's just bad in the sense that it's just dull, led in execution and, and, and very cliched uh, on the nose dialogue. And just n- nobody has any personality uh, nothing. Anybody says is memorable, particularly. Uh, I don't know. Like, MCU slop, a lot of it is definitely worse than that, or worse than this, but I feel like they, they usually have a much more coherent, like, here's the structure, here's the formula, and that is often a detriment, but, like, this movie could use a lot more structure. It's, I mean, this this movie is, like, very floppily constructed, too, but I just mean, like... It's built like Drake's uh, dick, where it's, like... <laughs> The first, the first twenty minutes, <laughs> you know, the first like the first few inches of the movie are like, okay, that's a normal penis, and then like w- once you get about twenty minutes into the penis, it just starts flopping and curving for some reason. You're like, what happened here? Like this movie's built like Drake's dick because it involves horrible monsters trying to prey on Millie Bobby Brown. I think my yeah uh, yeah. yeah. I think my 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 big takeaway with this movie, and I kind of felt like this the first time I saw it, because this is the second time I've seen this movie, um, is that, like, this movie should have either been, like, way more serious and narrative-driven and focused on a few things, should have been goofier. It sh- it's, like, in this awkward middle ground like, like where it's sillier. like, yes, this is a kaiju... Like it, like this is having its cake and eating it too. Where yeah. it's like it's a big kaiju apocalypse movie, and there's bio terrorists, and it's like a like a war between like an out for dominance between two apex predators that are Godzilla and King Ghidorah, and it's like yeah. and, and the government's trying to figure out how to manage it, and all of that can work, but you need to figure out and go what are the things that are that are like the audience clings to is the through line. Yeah. And the answer yeah. is nothing. Well, yeah. Um, it, it thinks Millie Bobby Brown is, but no. the through line of this movie is, uh, and a lot of you guys might be familiar with this. Have you, have you ever, uh, have you ever used like a Snapchat filter that simulates like really bad weather where they just put like, they just put like, <laughs> like it, makes you, it makes you look like a snow globe. That's the through line of this movie is they actually, they actually spent all the money constructing a snow globe and then they and and putting it on these giant like like these these giant hands and every time that a, a monster would show up they're like ah that's too much money shake the snow globe so that way you get all the CGI yeah. dust in front of the movie yeah um this shit made me think my thought my GPU was dying like I what the fuck was wrong with this movie man 
I mean, here's the thing, though. If you sit through to the end credit scene, the reason for all of that is, is that you, the camera is everything. It's all snowy and rainy. And then the camera zooms out and it zooms out and it zooms out. And you realize that the entire monster verse is in a snow globe uh, being held by uh, by a little autistic boy who can't talk in a hospital. St. Elsewhere heads, that joke is for you. What's, <laughs> what's really funny is uh, the the little like credits monologue of like how the world has changed and like post Godzilla was more interesting than the movie. I was like, oh, oh the credits for these are I, always so much better than the actual movie. I was like, I was watching this. I was like, that's a really cool idea. Like, whoa! Like, uh, imagine if there was like a like a prehistoric forest just like on the east coast of the United States or like fucking. People were like, like creating like supplements out of dinosaur bones, and like the like America just became like rural China. And I'm like, also, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but from what I understand, is kind of the sequel hook of the second like Jurassic World movie. Yeah, yes. I mean that was the sequel hook of the first Jurassic World too. Technically, um, it's also the sequel. It's, it's actually what's really funny. Uh, it's also the sequel hook of the next movie, and also like everything that they showed in that little ending montage, more or less gets entirely ignored by the next movie because uh, they need it. They realize like, oh wait, uh, we have to shoot this in Australia, like during COVID or whatever. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah fucking, next movie is like an epilogue to this, basically. Uh, there, okay. There's actually it, there will be a returning re- returning uh, favorite character of the show. You know who's in the next movie? Oh. oh, no, it's not Bradley Woodford again, is no, it? No, it's the FIFA kid from Deadpool 2. <laughs> oh. I bet you missed that kid. The humans, like, in that are, 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 like, just as bad, but it's a lot simpler of a movie that juggles a lot, and it also is much more visually clear. So I would say Godzilla vs. Kong is better than this. I would it's, say... Here's the thing, though. Is what I would so say. I... And, for... for for these movies, when I say these movies, I mean like American kind of yeah. blockbuster, not R-rated creature feature movies, or even sometimes R-rated ones. And that, I for they're all since the mid '90s, they're all kind of variations on on Jurassic Park, yeah. which itself is just kind of refining Jaws. Um, they're all basically Jurassic Park. That's why everything hinges on. You know, the fate of the world hinges on parents not being able to grieve yeah. for their dead kid and their relationship with their still yeah. living daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all about it's, it's all dinosaur just, kaiju induced dads with schizophrenia. Yeah. That's yeah. What, it's, it's all what happens just, in the first movie with Brian Cranston. That's what happens with Kyle Chandler in this movie. But that's, that's like, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say okay, something. Well, can, can, oh, I my, sure, can I finish sure. my, can I finish my thing? I was going to respond to Nicole interrupting. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Um, but my point is that, and this this goes back to like the the Roland Emmerich ninety eight American Godzilla. <sighs> just so many movies yeah. are just kind of the Jurassic Park is like their main formula. The thing about Jurassic Park is that Jurassic Park has a great screenplay, and mm-hmm. all the parts where the people are talking are just as engaging as the stuff with the dinosaurs, yeah. and they are seamlessly interconnected. And mutually reinforcing thematically, plot-wise, foreshadowing. All these movies, especially now, all of these movies, again, their screenplays are like plug-and-play, just like the like the first draft, first cliched line that comes to your head. Like, um, and I've got examples in my notes, I'll bring them up later, but just like there's so many lines of dialogue in this movie that that feel like lines of dialogue you'd hear in a movie within a movie, where it's like 
someone's making or watching a movie and it's supposed to be kind of like a a, a yeah. parody of blockbuster movies. Does that make sense? Does that yeah, no. Yeah. I, so I have two things to respond to that. The first thing is to Nicole, which I would kill for kick ass over like the, being in this movie back in this movie because it was it was the main guy in Kick Ass that was the 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 lead. Yeah, in Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, he the, sucked the, in that when, first Godzilla movie. He was just a void of charisma. He, yeah, that the decision to kill. Bri- I I so I. I rewatched the 2014 Godzilla, which we're not gonna we're not gonna do on the podcast because that movie was not made with the intention of setting up a whole new cinematic universe. That was supposed to be a standalone thing, and just based off of the success of that, it it convinced Toho to start making new Godzilla movies, which is a really good thing because then we got like minus one, and more importantly, my favorite Shin Godzilla. But so. It's that movie, good. and I, I think it's about as good of an American adaptation of Godzilla, which personally I don't think should exist because Godzilla as a metaphor is very specific to Japan and I don't know. Uh, I think the political and historical it. trauma of you know the the fact that we drop fucking bombs on them. It's it's similar to like my feelings are like similar to trying to make like an American Akira remake, but you could do that too. Though. Yeah, the thing the thing that. Godzilla is a metaphor for all of those subway gropings. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah but, but, the, like, but the thing, but the thing, I'm not finished, guys. I'm not okay. finished. Well, but the either, thing, but. but the thing with 2014 Godzilla is the fact that the biggest, besides the fact that often it is very underlit, and I'm like trying to see what's going on, um, is the fact that it kills Brian Cranston off so early, and then oh, has the to spend the rest of the movie guy. with. with Brody, I think is his character's name, yeah. and Elizabeth Olsen, who, again, just to remind everyone, because this is, you know, we are technically an MCU podcast, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson literally just probably walked off the set of Age of Voltron, where they were playing brother and sister, onto the set for Godzilla 2014, just play husband and wife. <laughs> Hot. And it's just don't 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 rest the rest of the movie on them. I don't care. To be fair, uh, I liked their charisma in the 2014 one. I think that they had a what charisma? Uh, yeah, I I thought that dude was so boring. I want to say something. Movie. I want to say something. All I right, didn't see spend. Godzilla 2014 until 2018. I missed out on it. I spent years people being like they kill Brian Cranston so fucking early. Like he died 15 minutes in the movie. He is there for like longer than you remember him. And he's, and I think killing him off was kind of the right move for the story. Like, yeah, but they did that to Julia Binochet. They, they already did that. They already killed a character. You know what? It, it would work if his son was an interesting character that you also wanted to follow. But he's not, so it doesn't. Look, I, <laughs> but that's yeah. 2014, Godzilla. We'll, we'll leave that Yeah, And that's that's there. about all we're going to say about that. But the, the, um, but, but the thing that I wanted to also talk about earlier is, is Stu made the Jurassic Park comparison. I feel like this movie is desperately fighting to escape. Like, it understands that it is a part and wants to be something bigger and cooler than the standard Jurassic Park formula script. Yeah. But it just can't. It is still like it is trapped in that and it cannot escape. And that is dragging the whole thing down. Cause, Cause there, there's one guy in the whole movie that vaguely has a personality and he's really annoying and was apparently explicitly based on, uh, on, on yeah. Rick and Morty. It's, yeah, it's, it's, Bra- his Bradley name's Whitf- even Rick. Bradley oh, yeah. Whitford, who looks so bloated. He looks like a bloated Roger Ebert in this movie. And I don't understand why. <laughs> 
Like, what happened? We should probably talk a little bit about, just give a, like, pull back, give a little bit of background. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a quick not, one. Not a, qu- a concise plot summary, but just, like, talk about the first 40 minutes of the movie and what happened. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 okay, so. I can do um, it if you want. Oh, let's do it, then. There's a Godzilla, and there's Monarch, which is uh, kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D. for, but for big, big guys. Uh, really big guys. And... Um, Huge guys. The, the world is full of other monsters just like waiting to pop out. Just just other intellectual properties that are just, just ready to, to pop out of a volcano or an iceberg as soon as the plot needs them. Um, and uh, there's a dad who's a scientist who's an alcoholic because his kid died in the first movie off screen. And then there's his daughter and his wife um, uh, who's also a scientist. And the daughter is just one of those like genre aware brand aware characters who's like a fan of the monsters and like knows all their names so she she so she can so like they've got like they've got mothra in a in an ice cube and she can walk up and look just kind of past the camera and go mothra and 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 just just kind of be your surrogate for like all of your awe and and love yeah, you, for these uh you can't, for these uh, like 70s movie monsters when, like a third of our hosts are like this <laughs> but, they, but, but that these, shouldn't be in yeah. in the movie. But it's yeah, especially in these ones where these these they, they haven't even really established any of them yet. No. But like, it's it's this, it's a consistent criticism with with uh, the MCU uh, Logan. Like, I just this shit drives me fucking crazy when when there's a fandom for the world and its intellectual property within the world. Was she? I thought she um, just like it, like read her mom's research or something. Well, okay, nominally that's what she did, but functionally this is what she serves because she I, knows these characters. She, she knows they're like canonical names. She's kind of like in love with them. I guess, uh, but it's, like my mom, she, she's my mom grew plants, kind of like a, and I like I could I could be like that's a tomato, you know? Yeah, but there's it's 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 the manner of execution, right? Like you you know what I mean? It's 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 the it's the it's the wide eyed. It's Mothra. I guess I I didn't really looking into the camera kind of thing. I I, I thought that um, that was just how Millie Bobby Brown kind of was as a person. So maybe I just like I to be fair, I didn't like her character either. Like she, she sucks in this movie. I just like I didn't I didn't think of her as the Logan girl as much as I did just think of her as like. It's it's not as explicit, yeah. but that was that was my read on it. Um, uh, also, she's the movie opens with her listening to Wave of Mutilation, and she's not listening to the the slow reverby UK surf version. Uh, no, not not the one featured up. in Lisa Frankenstein. Not the one featured in. Uh, uh, Every movie has used Wave of Mutilation as a needle drop. Has it? Uh, uh, is that common? Uh, uh, assassination like Nation. Oh, insert other movie that. here. <laughs> insert another What's movie the, here. The fucking. It's around the tip of my tongue. Uh, the the one the 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 Darny Darko guy did it. Oh, with the oh, rock fucking Southland Tales. Southland yeah. Tales. Thank you. That's um, right. That's that's the one I think of. I should I should have remembered that. Great movie. Yeah. So her dad beat. The- Are Zoomers listening to the Pixies? They should. No, we we have sex with women. Uh, so women love the Pixies. What are you talking about? That's true. Uh, Trompe Lamond is music to fuck to you, man. Um, so, okay, so her dad, her dad sort of like Godzilla would just like go into her room and be like, bum, 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 and like, you know, punch, <laughs> punch her head into the, into the fucking thing. So then, uh, Vera Farmiga, <laughs> by the way, everyone, everyone in this movie was like on a TV show that was mildly popular at the time. Uh, of, yeah. yeah. They did the that same is, thing. Yeah. 
they kind of did the same thing in the first in the first one, except that uh, I guess the MCU isn't technically a TV show, uh, in that it's like it's not made for television, but they look like TV shows, uh, and uh, they go they go to Wakanda and fucking yeah, meet, yes they do they, they meet Mothra and Mothra is like you know Mothkanda forever and fucking. Uh, Okay, I have a hold on. Well, I have on that note. There's an establishing shot because all these like establishing shots have a subtitle like uh, "Monarch Base Number Fifty Three. Yeah, it, it's, which is like that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, it says Yunnan, China, but it's very obviously like a Mesoamerican step pyramid, yes. like like some uh, yeah. Aztec shit. What the fuck is that? I like think, I get oh. like. Uh, spoiler, like I get later, like we go to Atlantis, it's like an ancient alien sort of thing, but it's like, yeah, Atlantis why, is why in can't this China movie, have its own type of pyramid? Why does it have to be a straight up fucking uh, Teotihuacan type ass thing? So something that I speculate about this movie is that a bunch of stuff got not rewritten, but just pulled out of the script. I think that it was like, supposed this to be was, Skull Island. This was a three hour movie worth of plot and yes. they just tore a bunch of shit out. Oh, and- th- yes. this, this has Andy, you're right. 500 drafts, 500 writers all over it. Um, yeah, apparently so- <laughs> the like working cut for this movie was like three hours. And from I what I gathered it. in terms of the, the writing of it, there was like, there were plans originally for Mecha Godzilla to be in it. Jesus um, Christ, man, there's already uh, four I know. monsters they, in this fucking they, movie, man. And to my understanding, or, or what I learned, is that even though these these movies are co-financed by Toho, Toho officially licenses, you know, Godzilla, Ghidorah, oh, the Japanese Rodan, love these Mothra, movies. two legendary, but at a cost. So they, like, say if they wanted to put uh, Anguirus into the movie, they're going to have to pay money for it. And so they add, like, 10 or 12 of these like Toho owns the right to Ben Garrison stock fake kaiju I'm I I have no idea what you just said because I'm in full Godzilla autism mode and so we get like a giant mammoth walking around yeah, well, I, mean, I was wondering cool. if the mammoth was like a real no a real that's an original no, that is just, uh, no, no that's an OC I kind of like the I, mammoth I actually that was kind of uh, no that's the, that's <laughs> the fucked up thing I think it's fine to create a bunch of like filler kaijus but continue sorry no you go you go i think it makes sense for the like the 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 setup of like like sort of the world is going to have to get used to kaijus again and having so having a bunch of like filler ones to show the scale of them both in terms of how big they are and how like how much of the planet they're covering makes sense especially because like americans don't give a shit about like fucking angerus or whatever so why like no why waste like a a, a billion dollars on buying the rights to anger my my mom literally said he's fucking useless when we watched uh (laughs) godzilla versus shut the fuck up He's the best one. He's the is, best one. Andy, do you want to fight my mom? Yes. Suck my dick, Andy. Gangerous sucks dick. Fucking bitch ass. <laughs> fucking Harrison, ass. You, you, you wipe your like poop, the poop off your boot using him. Yeah. He falls over, he rolls onto his back, and he's no, fucked. No, no, that's Baragon. Baragon's the guy who sucks. Angerous is, he's there. So the guy from Game of, the Lannisters from Game of Thrones show up. Yeah. And and they're like they're like fucking we need we need Mothra to defeat the White Walkers or whatever and they fucking they they kidnap Mothra and it turns out uh, it's later revealed that they're like eco terrorists working for like uh, some like fucking anarchist like fucking 
eco-terrorist they, they don't group. kidnap Mothra. They try to kidnap Mothra. Okay, so and they steal the mom, They steal the, uh, the... The grieving... I'm doing the plot. I want to do the yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah. It's called the, it's called the, what is it called? The, the orca. orca or the, yeah. The orca. So it's, 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 it's the idea is that all of the, the they call them Titans in this movie. Yeah. Um, all of the Titans, all of our big guys, uh, all big guys. can communicate with each other kind of sort of like whales. Yes. And also they're pack animals, even though they're all clearly totally different types of creatures, they're pack animals that have an alpha beta structure, which also like doesn't really make sense and isn't even true in the wild a lot of the time. It, it's there's a there's some real bad pseudoscience in this, like 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 the eye rolling kind, not the fun kind. The hollow earth is the fun kind. Um I- I think that stuff's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get to how they treat radiation and nuclear <laughs> devices in a bit. I, I think it is kind of fun to have a literal plot device explaining why Godzilla is literally the king of the monsters. Yeah. I think I think it's, it, it it's is very funny. Well. That's, that's that's okay, but like don't don't be like, oh, it's just like a pod of whales. Uh yeah. just you don't need no, to. Well, did you notice did you notice when they're like putting to like they're mixing the sounds, they're mixing because if they're mi- like mixing sounds that also went into Godzilla's actual cry, like when they made like mm-hmm. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. all right. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Like a violin, like a fucked up violin. There's a lot of love for this franchise. Yeah. Buried the Godzilla in cry is, is an all time great bit of sound effects. It work. Is. I, I will say yeah. that. Uh, um, oh, it's probably the best sound effect ever created. Yeah. In my opinion. So they're trying to get this like fucking Microsoft Surface laptop and they they steal they steal the child so that they can sell her to uh well the thing it turns out that the so the mom and the daughter seemingly are kidnapped and for like the first I don't know half hour it's like they the monarch recruits the dad, they're trying to find out what happened. Um, the drunk dad who quit. He's he's kind of like the he's kind of well, like forgot. A, a, sh- a shittier version of Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon or something. You forgot they have to the uh, monarch is on the verge of of being shut down because they go to yeah. the White House and CCH Pounder's there and she's like God damn it Godzilla you fucked us again what do you what, you got us running errands for the DA. <laughs> Yeah, she's yelling yeah. at uh, Sally Hawkins and Ken Watanabe. It's actually it's, I'm it's so, so funny. Back to back, Ken, I'm back, so to back Ken Watanabe features on the pod, by the way. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say you're so pissed that that this movie has CCH Pounder and not the the Snyderverse. No, um, no, I'm not. No, I'm I'm pissed that they use CCH Pounder for one scene because you don't get CCH Pounder yes, for one. That is also fucking, true. Like, that and Charles Dance. She's uh, yeah, they Char- Charles Dance. Is, is is he's up there like Gary Oldman is like one of the all time great bad guy actors and he gets almost nothing to do in this movie. Every scene um, in this movie, every human scene in this movie should be like fucking CCH Pounder throwing a chair at someone's head because Godzilla Zilla didn't do exactly the thing that she asked him to do. Like she is like the the best fucking actor that you can have to just do like insert reaction shots. But they're like, no, we gotta get the guy, the rapist from Silicon Valley, Thomas. Is a rapist, right? Is he the rapist? This is a public episode, by the way. He got, he got, he was, he was uh, sexually harassing women at a goth club. 
Uh, and <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Come on. Cloak and dagger. Now that is not where I'd want to sexually harass women. Have you seen the boots they wear? They could take you out with those, man. Come yeah. on, dude. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, like, right. like, 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 literally, literally kill this guy. Like, why is he in the movie? You have CCH Pounder and Ken Watanabe. That's the best move. Like, fuck, he, he, Ken Watanabe could be like, oh, fucking, you know, Godzilla is ancient and unknowable. And then like CCH Pounder is just like throwing bricks at people's just fucking commit like like violating every law in the hr guidebook of how to talk to employees yeah yeah be like that would fucking, be delightful you know godzilla you fucking sold us out to the da like for, I, i've been watching the wire uh but, off of the I, but that would require this that would require the characters in this movie to have like personalities and be interesting yeah or in charles dance's case a motivation yeah yeah and this movie movies like this are just dead set against that every everything's just so by the numbers blunt on the so surface then, no style like, like then they introduce, I mean, on, i'm not on even the one kidding. hand they introduce okay 57 new characters uh, they, yeah. they introduce they, yeah, introduce, they introduce three hundred new characters, including like Ice Cube's son, like the black woman. Yeah, Ice from, Cube's son is in this. The black woman from NYPD Blue, like fucking. There's just like eight hundred fucking characters in this movie, and they serve nothing to just be like, oh fuck, the nano, the nano machines are crashing. Like the fucking our Osprey, our, we need, I need the Ospreys fueled and loaded in twenty five seconds. Yeah, well, at least dialogue, in the first movie, it made sense to have. Have, like such focus on the truth stuff because they had things to do in the climax. This is also why the eco terrorist stuff just feels weird to me because yeah. it's like, well, you you think there would be some sort of action sequence that you'd be cutting back and forth with through the kaiju stuff in this movie to to have like the human characters do something instead of just staring and this, being the this, peanut gallery. This movie has so many slack-jawed fucking jarheads yes. with their piddly little M4 <laughs> rifles, which fire um 5.56 millimeter ammunition. That's a 22. Yeah. That's like that's like a little bit bigger than a BB, uh, which will kill a guy at high velocity pretty dead. But uh, not going to do much against like a, a monster a that's as big as moth. a mountain. But this, yeah. there's so yeah. much in this movie of guys with rinky-dink little guns just shooting and shooting and shooting at these giant, giant, giant huge monsters that they know can't be killed with atomic bombs. Because later in the movie, when, like, the F-16s <laughs> show up and they're, like, doing, like, like Top Gun shit against Rodan, like, that was that was cool. Like, I was like, all right, that, that was, like, th that's what the military should be doing, is you get, like, the biggest... Just most like brown people vaporizing caliber that you have, and you shoot that at Godzilla like like it's go. You know you 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 call up Israel. You're like sorry, there's no more money. Like we're fucking we. And you shoot everything. That <laughs> one you of have our pilots. One of our pilots just ejected himself into Rodan's mouth. And yeah. Well, another thing that kill and this is this is more of an autistic nitpick is is like Rodan flies too, so that's that's something else. But when when they're just flying at like Godzilla or, or King Ghidorah just like on the ground and they're like flying right up to them and dropping their bombs from like 10 feet away. Like th these things are meant to be shot from like a hundred miles away. I know, but it looks, it, they do <laughs> like, that in the Japanese movies too. It just looks cool. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Like, again, that's um, a nitpick. Yeah. I, can, can I, can I say just, just before we move on, yeah. um, because we've, we've talked sort of a, a bit about sort of the, the, the biggest thing against this movie is its plot and specifically its human plot. And I, 
I think that's always been an issue with, you know, kaiju movies, whether they're, you know, the uh, like American Hollywood sort of treatments or and even like plenty of Japanese Godzilla movies have been bad because they have bad human stories. Um, I actually I actually also I I did a kind of a little I went home this weekend. So I did a little bit of a Godzilla marathon with my little sister. Unless you say Invasion of the Astro Monster has a bad human plot and then I'm quitting the podcast. No, it's cool. Okay, no, good. it's cool. Okay, uh, it's in, so in that funny. one, in that one, the, the the plot. No, in that one, rocks because the plot device that sets everything in motion is basically a rape whistle. Yeah, no, it's, it's so also cool. so funny that that movie, like Toho, was like, Americans keep putting white people in our movies. Okay, we're, we're just gonna do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah, but um. Like I, I watched Godzilla Raids again, which was the sequel to the original Godzilla, which I also rewatched. I, and I, I found, I found interesting parallels between Godzilla Raids again and and this movie, King of the Monsters, in in terms of their sort you of weird straddling of tone compared it, to like their first yeah. entries. You know what um, I'm also gonna say about what? this that would have helped. I think, I think. Because I, I, I will also say I've only seen Gigantus the Fire Monster. When I watched that movie, the Japanese cut of Raids Again was just not available anywhere. Um, that This movie's plot, I think, would have be- benefited a lot from having scenes with people in office rooms talking and <laughs> explaining talking the plot. talking at each other. Just, yeah. No, There's... just explaining the plot to you Andy, because that would have helped. Andy, there are there is like a ten five like a ten minute scene in Godzilla Raids again where no, people are just hanging out. They're just hanging out and like drinking in like one of those like inns, and that's just a scene. And then you just that's you gotta you wait get, until like the cool CCH like I love the monster fight shit. stuff. I love when Godzilla is like a little puppet. I, I I miss puppet Godzilla. He rocks. Uh, rest in rest in peace. Does, does the Japanese cut have an obnoxious narrator? Because in the in the in no, the English that was cut all of that American. movie, uh, no. it's specifically George Takei explaining every single thing as the narrator. About, they didn't yeah, get Raymond of, Burr and his uh no no he, sweating he's not problem back. George Takei George Takei like as as the Godzilla narrator and he's like and nothing ever happened between me and these boys because Godzilla <laughs> killed them. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> let's continue. Yeah. Oh, uh, one, one more thing before we transfer in the kaiju stuff. I feel like because I've, I've talked about how Char- Charles dances like anarchist sect and he has no like motivation or plot in this movie you know what i think would be like a very simple fix to like be like all right that's fine and that we're doing this because this movie's stupid enough that you can just do it have him like rip at the end third act rip off his face and he's just like yeah he's a fucking alien bug man of course why else would anyone do the things that he did in this movie no human bioterrorist would do the shit that he does we need to talk about that a bit more so you find out, like, I don't know, midway through the movie-ish, that the mom is actually just working with these guys. It's kind of her plan. And it's they're going to use this MacGuffin that summons monsters and yeah. calms them, maybe, to uh, uh, wake up all the monsters so that they annihilate, like, I don't know, 80% of humanity. And then the remainder of humanity learns to live in harmony with them, I- the true rulers detail. of the Earth. Important detail. Because the kaiju emit radiation, and radiation, if you if, if it's destroyed an area, it, it'll bring back the natural 
life. Oh to yeah, when she's when she's explaining her master plan, she has a little slideshow because she's video chatting with uh, the rest of the characters in like the Monarch mothership, which is just like a giant B two bomber kind of, but with that, like that multiple so floors of space in it. It's kind of cool. Um, it was annoying but, uh, that Bradley Whitford got to pilot it, though. CC, that should have been CCH Pounder's vehicle. Yeah, he kept, he, kept, he, he speaks exclusively but, uh, in Joss Whedon dialogue. She has, a, she has like a little slideshow presentation of like time-lapse film of plants overgrowing yeah. the world's yeah. major cities. But like, you know, okay, to be fair to this movie, which I'm not going to do much, in Chernobyl, in the exclusion zone... Even with the radiation, the absence of human interference has led to actually a, a, a thriving of natural life. Like wolves and shit have all come back there. It uh, is, it's, it's like a, a nature yeah, preserve. It is, I mean, that's, that's true. Like, but ecofascism but, is uh, wait, actually, Miguel believes yeah. that. And and yeah. Godzilla is specifically an anti-nuclear like metaphor. It just yeah. when 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 the your plot ends up being radiation good for the environment actually and then there's a point in the movie where godzilla quote-unquote dies because we haven't even brought this up they bring out the oxygen destroyer which is the thing that killed the original godzilla in the uh, 1950s oh god they, they drop that into the they movie drop and, that then, in, and then, and then all, do all, nothing all, 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 it they, just they, puts they, godzilla out for like a couple days and he's like i, I gotta like, go replenish like in atlantis fam they vaguely allude to it depopulating fishing stocks around this rinky dink island where some of the action happens that no one cares about um, but all it does is it forces Godzilla to go take a nap in Atlantis, which turns yes. out to be real. <laughs> from, from, from the time cool. when like the Titans, no, from the time cool. when humanity knew how to how to live in peace with the Titans, they do. They do uh, that which I can look at too so if, in the in the in the Showa films, uh, and specifically a lot of the non Godzilla Showa films have to do with Hollow Earth. Like, have you ever seen like Atragon, the submarine one? Uh, they go to Hollow Earth in that one. But like it's specifically like like Bradley Whitford's like kind of like an Alex and they do this even more in the in the fucking the the future one they do it like oh no Alex Jones was right kind of thing it's just it's bizarre like they don't know they don't know how to interface with conspiracy if it's not like the dumbest form of it like you can't just be like oh Hollow Earth is is real isn't that fucking sick it's got to be like Hollow Earth was real and now this like moron with lead poisoning I'll eat your ass There's there's no there's very little sense of of awe for a lot of this yeah. stuff which which you think the movie is trying to aim for visually but it's you don't see it in the characters This uh, movie had huge chunks ripped out and like yeah. does not have time to set up or establish or give anything weight other than the kaijus themselves who are handled mostly yeah. fine Yeah the, Honestly uh, those are the best those are the best part um I didn't see this in theaters when it came out my dad and my sister saw it together and apparently they had a, a great time um uh, shout out to dad if you're listening i'm i'm sorry for all the horrible things cole's been saying this episode but what what name one bad thing i've said you, you know what's something this movie does that's really cool uh th that they give all three of the different Ghidorah heads kind of different personalities no, that's, that's a good decision that's really that's a, cute that's cool uh -uh. yeah it's cool i'm not a, i'm not I mean, a they, fan they 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 liked this in the theaters. My sister specifically said she cried uh, over Mothra, which I get it. I've I've been known to cry over Mothra too. So estrogen makes your body do crazy shit. Yeah, part of the other problem with this is that it feels like 
It feels like we skipped some movies getting here as well. That also yeah. feels... It's that classic, like, we want to establish our cinematic universe quickly, so we're going to rush to cramming, yes. like, 500 things in the one movie. Um, yeah, this get, is like the Avengers of in, Kaiju. In addition to all the, like, in addition to just, like, bringing in the oxygen destroyer and then dropping it uh, in five minutes, which yeah. is, like, like that... This is, this is, insane. This is 40, insane fumble. This is 40 minutes into the, the movie. Th- th- that is the hinge point of the entire first Godzilla movie. Um, but it's also just it's like like they're just flying along tracking King Ghidorah and it's just like oh here's an island and oh look it's Rodan he, he's named Rodan he's a bird he's just there there's there's like not a lot of build up yeah. or set up he's, he's a terror he's in New Mexico he's in New Mexico no he's in regular Mexico we all get it's we all get a kaiju we don't have coast no it was in New Mexico we don't have a coastline we're a landlocked state we don't have a, a, a it said New Mexico. It said New Mexico when it got to Rodan's location. I thought it was in regular did, did it? Mexico. Because that was an it island, and there's no did. fucking islands in New Mexico. No, I but... thought it was like I thought it was like the the in in Mexico. None of us paid attention. Hold on, pause. I'm looking up. It, where... it must have been regular. Like, there's no. It's New Mexico. It must have been regular Mexico. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, we don't. We don't have was a like coast. in the Gulf. I, I remember being like, "Yeah, there's, there's literally like, okay." Because I did, I did consciously think I was like, "Ooh, Cole gets a kaiju attack just like I do at the end of this movie." I think New Mexico might have popped up somewhere briefly. There's a lot okay. of like popping in and out of yes. locations, but uh, this like that was also weird too. It's like it's like very clearly like a very Pacific island type island, but it's just like off the coast of Texas in in the Gulf of Mexico. No, Ila de Mara. Where the yeah, fuck is, it, is that? Is it, is, oh, it is Mexican, it's just, isn't it? It's just regular Mexican. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like fucking... Okay. There's a lot of islands with Spanish names all over the world. They, the Spaniards got around. If, it was, if there was a New Mexico island, one, it would be a shithole. Uh, two, like the kaiju on it would be the the, the world's most annoying fucking kaiju. You drive like a... Like a, like a fixed wheel bicycle. No, not any, not any more annoying than a, a Boston Subaru kaiju. WRX. Are you kidding me? Well, the the Boston kaiju just would just like like d- d- hate the Vietnamese kaiju. They just yeah. hate v- hate yeah. Vietnamese people. Yeah, it just barked at Cole. Can I? The, can the, I just the, the Boston kaiju is just. <laughs> it's just like go wait. Stu doesn't Stu doesn't know the story. Oh yeah, uh, that was a good fuck. The, <laughs> Gus's dog. Yeah, that was a. But for context, uh, 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 Cole, uh, when they were in Boston last year, was with a bunch of friends, went over to a uh, friend of the show, uh, Gus's place. Shout out uh, to Gus. And, and uh, their dog did not start barking at their two white friends that it hadn't met before, but immediately started barking at uh, at Cole. And Yeah, I was dropping. So I, I had to. This is I'm going to tell the story, the full story, because it's even dumber than that. Uh, Spencer left his laptop charger at the fucking, the hotel that we were at and, and was like, can you meet me at Gus's? Cause I, I think that he had to also pick up something that he left at Gus's. And so I had to spend, I had just, I had to get an Uber to, cause f- fucking it was like a 30 minute walk to, uh, to Gus's house from the hotel. And then, and I didn't have enough time cause we had to go to the airport. So I, I had to buy an Uber to Gus's house. Got barked at by his black dogs, like briefly met his mom for like two point five seconds, and then fucking had to Uber back and then Uber to the fucking uh the the uh the airport because there's like no public transportation in Boston. That 
safety. We have public transportation. It's just broken. And theoretically, I think a giant kaiju fight would just do a lot to improve the general infrastructure of Boston and that just raise it all to the ground, get rid of it. Maybe you could build the city around. Maybe you could build the city around a fucking grid like a normal place. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm really like middle on this movie. I don't think it's good. I will say. I do like that it ends with just destroying Boston because as someone yeah. who lives there, I want to see nothing more in my life than to see this fucking city destroyed. New York gets all the, all the destruction. Gotta, gotta share the yeah. love. Not anymore. That's how a lot of people in Toronto felt about that second Resident Evil movie because Toronto gets nuked in that. Boston wants their own 9-11 so badly. Like, can you imagine how obnoxious Boston's strong guys would be after like Godzilla attacked Fenway Park? Well, Could you I'm just, I'm just imagining imagine? Mark Wahlberg. You know, if I'd been there, you, I would have stopped that King Ghidorah <laughs> right in the face. Especially if you found out King Ghidorah was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got fucking out of breath. What a, yeah. Would have gone down different hours there. Oh, also, also I'm gonna bring this up. Just just Tom uh, Brady knocking out Rodan with just 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 throwing a football in No, he kisses he kisses him on the lips. <laughs> talking talking about the climax of this movie for a little bit. Uh one thing that I want to point out, this movie didn't earn burning Godzilla. This movie did not earn burning Godzilla oh, yeah. at no. all. It looks really cool. I appreciate it, but it's like this is a thing like the thing that you need to introduce part. that has like rules and conditions and you have not met them and also you're not doing the other thing that 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 the doing that means for these sequels apparently so that's that's also lame yeah no yeah it does like this movie has godzilla die and come back to life twice in one movie they yeah did, they did or will go into like a coma or whatever they did burning godzilla in the second movie so now in like the they keep having to introduce new like bullshit power-ups for They've literally they've turned yeah, Godzilla you... into Goku now, where he just says randomly <laughs> he's fucking like pink and has a gay earring, and it makes him stronger or some shit. Because <laughs> I, fucking... I will say, um, oh sorry, you finish. Okay, so we I feel like we should talk about Ken Watanabe's character yeah, and he's, um, he's sure. I I just want to say something real quick. Um, I like the I I overall dislike this. I think this is pretty easily the worst movie I've had to watch on this show so far. But it is kind of funny to come in talking about this movie this is negative because I think all three of the other ones in this series range from fine to in the case of Skull Island actually like a pretty good blockbuster. I like Skull Island. Yeah, it's, Skull not, Island. It's, it's it's got problems. I think that's it's two main leads have the same problem of being really flatly written, but uh, and they should just not be there because all the other characters are more interesting. But. Yeah, but it's able to at least cling to John C. Riley, kind of Goodman and Sam Jackson pretty effectively that I think makes up for it in ways that this in ways that this movie cannot. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like us to go back and do that for the show. I, f- I felt like uh, uh, Hiddleston and what's her name yeah, were like suck. forced Reed into Larson. that movie relatively late because they wanted generic hot leads in this movie that probably didn't have yeah, them. No, they, they suck as leads in that movie. They have nothing to do. Because they, they feel very out of place. But no, Skull Island kind of rocks. It's a, it's a solid watch. Yeah. Um, also, in, in Kong Skull Island, you can kind of see what's happening. Uh, and in this movie... Uh, yeah, before oh, we, we'll, we get, get to Ken Watanabe. Yes. So did, he, you, did you catch what his name is, first of all, in the, in the movie? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> Andy I knows. forgot. His name is Dr. Serizawa, 
who yeah. in the original Godzilla is the one who creates the oxygen the destroyer. destroyer. He's the, he's yeah, the hot, the hot right. guy with the, the eye patch. And the lab coat. And the lab coat. So he's Which like another one of those hot. like, like, ooh, an Easter egg for the fans, but it's also kind of meaningless. Because you, you um, took away all the context for that Easter egg. Oh, no, yeah. because he has he has a pocket watch from Hiroshima with the time stopped, which was introduced in Godzilla 2014. But like they're, they they also do a lot of like weird things to try to like, like kind of distance this movie oh, yeah. from 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, this, which is weird because that movie was not a failure. This has kind of a, a like right like like the the modern Star Wars sequel trilogy problem of each movie kind of wanting to be like, nope, we're going to retcon a bunch of stuff, but yeah. we're still also going to be a sequel problem. That is it's because they're constantly the, the studios are constantly like and that's why like a lot of these movies are like shot for coverage so that they, they're constantly trying to adjust for like the moment they come out, what they think will make them popular. So they want to constantly fiddle with them, take shit out, put it in. Like, so there's no, there's no long-term commitment to any themes or mm -hmm. concepts or characters. Mm -hmm. It's what, whatever is of the moment right now that we, we think. And, um, which is just undercuts the whole point of a cinematic universe. If narratively. Cole's just singing the Godzilla I'm theme. I'm the Godzilla theme. Oh, uh. Cause it rocks. It does actually, actually I, the, my favorite part of the movie was when, uh, this has the the least Americanized version of the Godzilla theme. Whenever they do like an American Godzilla yeah. project, uh, they tend to like fucking like in like Hans Zimmer the shit out of the theme, and that's why that's because they yeah. got they got the goat Bear McCreary, uh, who did Battlestar Galactica two thousand six and the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. Um, <laughs> I, did. I I was listening to a little bit of the soundtrack because I think it gets drowned out it in does. the movie itself. And yeah, no, he uses like a, do a bunch of different instruments on it. He interpolates the, you know, Ikufube's iconic scores for, for Godzilla, Mothra. All those themes are in there because they're, they weren't in 2014 Godzilla, which I will say... Uh, Alexandre Desplat's like new theme for Godzilla that opens that movie up is shouldn't go so hard and it does. Uh, again, kind of the the fact that these the the best parts of these movies are either their like opening credit sequence or their end credit sequences is very funny. But yeah, nice. we want to we want to talk about Ken Watanabe, right? Yes. Yeah. So his character, even more so in this one than in that first movie, is like. You take it for granted that he's like wise and knowing because one, Ken Watanabe has like a natural screen yeah. presence, and two, because the, you just the movie is telling you that he's right. But if you don't take for granted that he's right, he's also like a weird religious zealot, <laughs> which is, is like, yeah, it's just like these these giant destructive monsters just need to be allowed to exist. They they, they naturally create a balance. You, you know, it's very Gaia Earth Mother, like just vague. Lee hippy dippy bullshit. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like that, and it and it mainly exists to um, explain why we just need to constantly have monster movies. It's it's an ideology that exists to prop up the constant production of these movies. The same way the ideology of the superhero movies we discuss is in part just a justification for making superheroes and giving you one of some of them to root for. Um, that's that's true. I do like but, uh, I do like his character though. I just do like that he's like an insane yeah I, an insane yeah, old think, man. I think who it, it would be cool if he was like actually like insane. If there's because the movie tries to imply some doubt as to whether or not Godzilla is really on our side or whatever, but it's like 
you just it, it never lands because you just know they're not gonna yeah. really do that. Um, I also think they recognize that like Ken Watanabe was the most popular uh, character outside of Cranston in oh, that yeah. first one. Like, yes, you know, absolutely. Like, 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 let them fight was a meme for yeah. a while. But he, he made he a also... joke of the le- Bradley Whitford makes a joke of the let them fight. Oh yeah, oh, I, I love and it I when he said that. My eyes <laughs> so hard. I'm like, get off the screen. I know you wanted to vote for Obama a third time, but fuck off. But he he's also a guy that like his character just talks entirely in like cliches and like yeah, phrases that Joss feel Whedon like they should have a trademark symbol at the end of them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Again, and this guy is supposed to be partly based on fucking Rick and Morty, which we haven't really talked no, about. No, I was talking how... about Ken Watanabe's character, oh, okay, but Bradley also, Whitford's. Let's, he, other sort of pint in the cosmology of this show is just how increasingly uh, Rick and Morty is being like an influence all these cinematic universes. I, I hate I hate that we do this show and have to talk about shit like this. I, but, can't, I can't really shit, yeah. shit too hard on Rick and Morty because me and Andy have friends that write for the show. I liked those first two seasons. You know, I, I, I can't even say that it becomes a bad show after those no, first two seasons. No, I liked seasons. the first season a lot. It just the, the second season ended implying they might do more with it, and then it felt like they retreated back to what was safe because the show got too popular to take risks, and that's just and also what it's mostly the it. the fans and the fandom of Rick. Well, and, well, and they is... started the show tried to appeal yeah. to the fans. That's why yeah, Rick that's... became like epic. Yeah, like, um, like Rick and Morty has done a lot of oh, we're going to lean in this direction. We're going to lean back. Like they they have pulled that trick so many times now. It is crazy. But uh, it's it's very much like cargo cult. The same with like what what people call like Whedon speak. Like I mean, it can be annoying in its own right. But like you know, Buffy and stuff were pretty good shows for their time by and large um yeah. but like it's I, I, just I'm like be brave and say i would have sex with like 80 percent of the buffy cast well i think joss whedon it's did that's so, one of the reasons so everyone got mad at him uh, i need everyone to clap for me. <laughs> but uh but like it's like cargo it's like well yeah. the people themselves who write like this get too big and then kind of descend into self parody and then you just get cargo cult people trying to copy it in an increasingly like degenerated sloppy form so it just gets worse and worse and worse and then the original thing looks even worse just because of for anyone that hasn't read germs and steel uh what's a cargo cult i know what a cargo cult is Uh, but do our audience know what a cargo yeah you might we've never really given the definition okay so cargo cult is when you when you copy the superficial form of a thing without really understanding what it is or how it works and it comes from what i think are kind of largely apocryphal stories of like pacific islander people who encountered american soldiers during the the pacific war in world war ii who would like bring supplies with them and like share food and stuff while they're you know did kind of get them to just let them set up air bases and and uh supply stops for boats and shit and then when the american troops left and took you know all the food and everything they brought with them they built copycat um uh runways and like fake airplanes out of reeds or wood or whatever they had laying around to try and get American airplanes to come back and like drop cargo to drop chocolate and food and shit on these like, you know, resource poor islands where if the fishing crop doesn't come in good, you face famine. So that's a cargo cult. Um, Or that's what that's what it means broadly is 
copying the form of a thing without really understanding how it works or why it works. Uh, now, what's that, cargo? That clear that up? Yeah. <laughs> now, what's gun? Up, what's now, what's guns, germs, and steel? Because I did a gay ass fucking like uh, reference. I, I've actually never read that because it has a as a reputation for being kind of sloppy pop it is, history. It is really that bad. a lot of like more solid historians don't take seriously. Um, yeah. Uh, can I can I propose a discussion point? Um, something. Oh, well, anyway, just, Ken Watanabe or, uh, blows he, himself, yeah, nukes okay, himself to, to basically give nuclear CPR to napping Godzilla at the heart yeah. of Atlantis. Uh, and he yeah. gets a moment where he like gazes into Godzilla's eyes, and it's like Godzilla he just kind of stares snoot. at him because he's just some random he guy he's never snoot. met. That just I, yeah. I would love to do that personally. That would be like a dream fulfillment of mine if I got to touch Godzilla's snoot. You feel like Godzilla's gotta have like nasty breath though, right? Oh, like imagine being like right up in there. Awful. Sea water. Probably smells like fish. Sea, like Godzilla sea must sea eat like water. whales, right? Must eat like whales by the tongue. Yeah, seawater like f- fucking fish, like brine. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. It's not like it's not like he's fucking garbage. Imagine, imagine like like a Walmart parking lot full of like just bits of rotting meat everywhere. You know, it's like fucking. Ew. Just because he's not like he's brushing his teeth. Yeah, depending on the incarnation of Godzilla, he's got like really jacked up teeth. Which yeah. just not enough Godzillas like, have the, the jacked discovery, up teeth. The discovery, the ship from two thousand one, a space odyssey, just being used as a dentabone bone for Godzilla. <laughs> you know, the satellite of love. The satellite of love. So <laughs> size dentabone. bone. <laughs> is there anything else left to talk about with this movie? I. I wanted to Mercovision. Yes, Mercovision, and then I had something I, I wanted to table for discussion. But okay. yeah, let's let's talk about the way this movie looks. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't look. Yeah. I uh, you will think your GPU is dying if you watch this movie. Uh, on, on yeah, have you ever seen a movie on like a broken CRT where everything is one color? Have you ever yes. had glaucoma? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched I I, I watched this movie in 4K HDR within like almost blue, like almost complete Blu-ray quality rip, and it uh, looked horrible. Yeah, um, no, I, I did the so same. So it wasn't the, like a bad copy. I had an eight gig or, or, or six gigabyte 1080p rip that I was watching. Yep, on I my, watched it on on my mom. Oh, I had like a 20 gig 4K. Like, yeah, it's like it. How does it look that bad? How how does any how does like 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 yeah so I mean I I think it's like it it's a lot of factors one going back to sort of one of the big complaints I had for 2014 Godzilla is a lot of that kaiju action is takes play during the night so you're constantly having to like squint or turn the brightness on your TV up mm-hmm. in order to see what's happening and and this is part of sort of a this is gonna be kind of a segue into what I wanted to talk about and, and table for maybe the end of this discussion. At least um, that was intentional. It's just like a lot of, yeah, it's intentional, but you know, l- sort of like shooting and having these big CGI set pieces take place during the, the nighttime as a way to sort of like blend yeah. the like creatures to, and, and here's the key operative word, give it a sense of realism and i i'm i'm sorry but like realism when it comes to like giant kaiju movies is just like 
that shouldn't be your first instinct. It, and from what I was from what I was reading of the production of this movie, uh, the director Michael Doherty, who did a movie I quite like called Krampus. He did Trick or Treat. He he's Krampus is made okay. some really good movies, but he kept emphasizing the word realism in terms of. How he was like, you know, a- adapting the like original designs of like Mothra, for example, making Mothra look more like a moth instead of, you know, this big fuzzy round headed like puppet that sometimes has a cigarette stuck on the side of it from a crew member who forgot. <laughs> which, I forget which movie, which movie that's in, but it's it's look out for one of the Toho like original Showa era Godzilla movies, Mothra. There's a shot of Mothra with just a, a cigarette sticking out of the side of her head from a crew member. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the way they sort of, they up the brightness up for King of the Dark, King of the Monsters in terms of like the visual fight. So there is some lighting, but in order to sort of help, what I can only guess to help blend all that CGI together is they throw in like the filters for like a, a blizzard <laughs> and so yeah. it's constantly snowing yeah, it's constantly raining dust everywhere they give king Ghidorah a bullshit power where he basically he has spin jitsu where there's constantly a tornado around him i don't know if you guys caught that yeah where yeah, yeah there are constant tornadoes in the background it, yeah, yeah. Shots, the which is cool which is cool look but... at the tornado and it's like it's like if it's alive and then they're like yeah it is I feel yeah, like that Gen X funny. guys have an obsession with this certain concept of realism. Like they just, just yeah. all of their movies, all this, like, they want to take this fantastical stuff and and make it real in this really weirdly specific yeah. kind of dull way. Yeah, and I, I don't I, get it. I feel like this movie's one of its problems is that it is it is grounded in the ways it should be goofy, and it is goofy in the ways it should be grounded. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, we have we've talked. We said that same thing about the MCU too, where it's kind of like d- neither here nor there because it's kind of trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah, where it can't. It, it can't commit to a sense of awe and and scale fully or or like emotional impact, but then it also like can't get like really imaginative and out there because that would be too silly. So no. it's like in this weird middle ground. Yeah, that is a good um, way of describing the MCU. I wouldn't say that's how I describe this. I would like Well it, I just mean there's a similar core problem uh there I when it comes to like I don't uh, think it's it's that like this is bland mush though for the po- I think it's more that this is a very no, specific- no, I'm just saying that it's the problem stems from a similar motivation, like sure, a similar but like, I, thought I don't think problem. That, I think this is a very specific vision of like this is how I want to do my hundred million dollar Godzilla movie. Yes, corporate is definitely mandating enforcing a bunch of rewrites and shit, but it's it's I want to do a specific. This is how I would do it, and it's mixed wrong. It's 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 blended improperly. Like, yeah, they, they, I, I think there is something like I understand here, like. Like, I think realism, per se, is the wrong way to look at it. But I understand wanting to make these monsters feel big. Yeah. Wanting to make them feel big and, and, and feel... give them presence in the world so that when a character... So, so like, it's like you get that, like, character's perspective of them. Where they're, like, almost, like, too big to even perceive properly uh, and make and, and really make you feel like they're 200 feet tall and a million pounds. I think that's a no... Like, a, a well... Like, 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 not a bad impulse. It's just the, the way they executed it uh, doesn't really yeah, land. They're, they're, I think the Gareth Edwards one did that a little bit better. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I think so too. Kong Skull Island did t- uh, well as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to talk yeah. about And I, and I would say I, the next one leans into the goofier wantness in a way that works better where it's just more like does. clean stupid. 
But I, um, I want to define Mercovision because this is something that's been bothering me for years now in 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 TV shows, especially, and and more and more in movies. And it's not that movies are too dark, but they're they're dim in a way where it's like mm-hmm. there's no highlights and lowlights. Like you know how like a nice yeah. night scene is like the dark parts are really dark, but then the highlights, the the bright parts. Are, are really yeah. stand out and they draw your eye and like create shape and definition so that you, so that what's happening is legible. Like, you know, like a glint in someone's eye, just the, the slight partial silhouette on their face or, or something like that, a pool of street light in an otherwise dark street, whatever. Like uh, the first dare, uh, the, the first um, dirty Harry movie kind of comes to mind as having like really nice night scenes you like know what that. Um, we did it really well. The Batman. Yeah. yeah Batman. No, literally, literally, yes. There's an excellent scene. Part of the reason why I'm going to be really anal retentive that we all have big, huge local copies of that movie is like the slightest bit of compression on that movie just like destroys the black values on it. Like you can't – I think part of the reason why – The first time I – yeah, the first time I watched that wasn't a good enough copy and my – uh, media player had like fucked up settings. Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch that with a proper setup. There's, there's I, like a, I thought a, that movie was a bit murky, but that might might have been me. There's a great. Uh, I, it, it, it's 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 gothic. You know, it's like it. There's this great. Are you talking about the scene with the 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 fire? No, I'm talking about the uh, specifically. There's a scene. Uh, that's always stuck with okay, me. Okay, but we'll we'll talk about the Batman when we get to uh, it. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be <laughs> I'm I'm a, de- a derail here, I've but been, I just I want to finish I've been quiet. my okay, fine. my anti. Well, I just I want to complete my anti Murko vision trademark M U R K O vision manifesto here because it's 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 getting really pervasive, and it's and it's and it's not a lack of of brightness or or being too dark. It's it's just this muddy dimness where all of the like values for color and luminescence feel compressed. Even when a scene is like colorful and this one's having lots of different colors, it's like nothing things don't stand out. Like there's a lot of scenes in this movie where characters are in these underlit rooms and they're all talking to each other. And you normally think in a in a darkly lit scene, you have like a little gleam in the eyes or a bit of lighting from one direction where even if it's dark, you can like read the character's face and their expressions. Your, your eyes are drawn in to the performance. And here it's just not there. Every, everything is kind of hazy and your eyes just slide off of it. And I, yeah. I felt like, like I was watching that second season of The Witcher on an HDR TV when I was house sitting for someone and my eyes couldn't fix on anything. I spent hours fucking with the settings thinking there was something wrong with the TV. And part um, of this, and, and more like uh, the solo movie was really bad for this. Part, um, part of it's due to just like how, how streaming services really cheap out with, with like compression and stuff like that. Like if you, part of the, part of the reason why you should have your own like, like digital media library is just because like, if you're streaming something off of like fucking iTunes or Disney Plus or something, a lot of times it's like the lowest possible. It's 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 like a fucking it's it's a rip for babies because they they need ten it's, million people on these fucking servers and it's just not physically possible to have. It's too much compression, exactly. yeah, and and you you lose a lot of the deal. But even like when you watch like looks, I mean, I try to get high quality. Yeah. Blu-ray source copies when I can of this stuff. And it's still there because, and it's not digital per se. Mm-mm. Digital can look great. 
Uh, it can look like oh, yeah. film if you put in a little bit of effort, or it can just, you can do all sorts of things with it. But because these like la- most recent generation of like red cameras and stuff can, can do low light really well. Um, and uh, I want to shout out uh, Caleb Gammon on Twitter and YouTube. Who, who's like a, a video editor out of New Zealand who's talked about this, I think had like the best explanation for why this is, is it's it's like a combination of like these cameras can shoot in low light, uh, a trend towards quote unquote realistic source lighting and wanting really quick setups uh, and shots that can be matched across different shoots and reshoots and stuff. So instead of having like carefully thought out nice in-camera lighting you just put up a few leds that kind of give you like an even like passably inoffensive light over everything yeah and um uh as more and more stuff is like colored and done in post-production you've got a loss of like institutional knowledge about how to do stuff from people that worked in film to people working in digital there just hasn't been that transfer of of skill and and institutional Mm -hmm. craft um and uh, the other thing I think is if you edit video or photos digitally, you have what's called a histogram. And, it, and it's sort of like a waveform in an audio file for color and luminance. So you have your different bands of color and kind of like how light and dark they are and how much they are. And they can clip. Like digital colors can clip the same way audio can. Like if you turn up the saturation on an image or on your screen or something, you'll see it happen where it's like a, a red gradient. It'll just become like a solid block of heavy red or black or white or something. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so afraid of clipping their highlights or their lowlights or their colors that they they grade all the color according to the histogram. They just look at this little chart of colors and if everything is neatly in the middle and not clipping, not too dark, not too bright, not too much. They go, that's a good image because the graph says it's good and aren't just eyeballing it and making an image that looks nice to the eye, even if it involves like, you know, clipping your highlights, your lowlights a little bit or whatever. That's why even like grainy kind of garish standard definition shot on digital stuff from the 2000s can be for all the technological limitations, it might not be beautiful in a filmic sense, but it can be more visually interesting because when they're doing that more experimental, um, cheapo digital stuff, they would just clip their highlights and just let let the sky be a blasted out white. Because um, yeah, that can be a nice look or an interesting look if it suits your movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my Merco Vision that's manifesto Merco and Vision. it needs to stop. It needs to it needs to stop. Yeah. Digital can look great. Just need to put in a little bit of effort and and trust your eyes over your histogram. What what are we doing to our beautiful movies? Yeah, uh, we need more movies like the Batman. Yeah, or just just like more like because I, I again I also watched a bunch of the Japanese Godzillas and and you know the the striking thing with the the fifty four the original Godzilla has gorgeous black and yeah. white cinematography like it looks fantastic it and. Just it makes also the the miniatures and sort of the the creature effects blend all the better. You know, even this movie is like over 70 years old or about 70 years old at this point, And it still looks great. And even when like the, the Showa era entered like the color age, like those films look really good. They're very colorful. They've got great, interesting uh, sets, costume design colors like the images are bright there's great lighting and then you watch you know king of the monsters and these more you know a a lot of these hollywood blockbusters like we had this exact issue with solo it was much worse in my opinion and you're just like yeah and you're just like 
squinting, trying to see what's going on on screen. And then they like to, to make matters worse. Apparently they throw in like Easter egg stuff in the background and then, but you can't see it. <laughs> so it's like, why are you putting this in here? It's, it's like throwing a lot of stuff like at the wall and then just like blocking your ability to see it. It's incredibly frustrating, but um, I did, I did sort of, cause I know this conversation is starting to wind down, but I, I, I wanted to pose an important question cause I, I did bring it up earlier, but just, is Godzilla something that should even be Americanized? Or yeah, should, absolutely. Like, yeah, I think it can be. Okay. I mean, I, I think in, like, in the, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly sorry. it has universal, clearly it has very universal appeal. Otherwise, I wouldn't have literally grown up watching it. Yeah. But I, yeah, in terms of like the, the metaphor for Godzilla. This, and, this is the character that did the victory dance on an alien planet, despite yeah, being mysterious. Yeah, I love that. Like, 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 there are no rules. There are no tones. He yeah. is whatever he needs. The situation needs to be. I mean, exactly. granted, this movie doing the atomic bomb stuff is pretty close to the line, but there's no like hard limit on what a Godzilla movie right. can be. If Toho wanted that, they wouldn't have made half the movies they They've, did, and they wouldn't have co-financed um, yeah. these movies oh, yeah. either. The, the Japanese love these fucking movies. In fact, they've like, I think the director of Minus One said, uh, like he would love to direct a monster verse movie, but it's like literally just too expensive to like do like a crossover between like a Toho production and like a, yeah. like a legendary production. Cause that, that just the yeah, but, salaries are too high. He's like, I think, I think the exact quote was like, if they worked for like a fifth of what they make now, uh, I would love to mm-hmm. do a movie with them. I, I, th- I, th- I think one of the things that kind of sucks about these, uh, the, the, the way these movies have been released recently, because I think also it's, it, this movie was like in the process of being switched from like legendary to Warner Brothers for yes. most of the ownership of the image. Like, it's weird. Um, but like, is the fact that like, because of the contract, like Shin was barely even allowed to be made is that I've kind of been hoping that we could get like back and forth sort of in between American Godzilla, Japanese Godzilla, American Godzilla. Like that's that's like two distinct styles and tones consistently. Yeah. Um, Kind of of similar to like Batman in, in the sense of, you know, you can have campy Batman, you can have ultra like grounded realistic Batman. I think Godzilla definitely does open up um, or, or have, different ways you can adapt because uh, you know it took like 54 godzilla is is really the only like uh, of like the original showa era it's the only like straight serious one uh you get you start getting the goofy stuff in godzilla raids again and then eventually you're getting like all monsters attack where it's just literally a kids movie um you know this is this is this is true into the other uh, eras of Godzilla as well. It's kind of only as, within the last couple of years in Japan that it's kind of circled back into you know more serious takes. But I I think when I when I say ones. is Godzilla something that should be Americanized, I mean more specifically just the original metaphor of Godzilla as you know this return of the repressed sort of figure of national trauma. Um, that Japan experienced because uh, uh, 54 Godzilla comes out and that is not long after the end of the American occupation. This was a movie that was very explicitly about um, the, the impact the occupation of, of might the bombs have still been being dropped on them. Yes, and yeah. And, and you know, when it gets exported to America in a couple years later, 
with in the original the the title for the the re-edit of Godzilla 54 was Godzilla King of the Monsters and they suture in just the sweatiest Raymond Burr you have ever seen and then like a bunch of people trying to be the Japanese actors you know, but they you know what that movie turned. needed it needed more Dr. Pepper. That, that was the real it, it problem. It needed more Dr. Pepper, but they cut out any sort of reference to, because there's a scene in the original Godzilla where they're on the train and they're they're talking, oh, I, I don't want to have to go back into the bomb shelters again. That would be terrible. And there there's explicit allusions to, you know, the bombs and their impact. And those were all cut out of the um, American release. And so and I, I think I think it's it's a very... In, in in turn and you know down the line sort of the nuclear metaphor for Godzilla at least in the Showa era was still always there but it 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 opened up to sort of like more environmental concerns like for example like Godzilla versus Hedera that becomes a, a movie about mm-hmm. environmentalism and Godzilla being like don't pollute you fuckers or a giant slime monster is gonna eat your cat yeah so, monsters and, are always representative of, of yeah. something yeah I think, but, yeah, okay, I and, think here's a can you um, can you Americanize Godzilla I'm sure you could. Depends um, on how you do but, it. But oh god, there's but so that, many that great question of the American do Godzilla you, comic books. Like, have you guys ever read any of the? Yeah, but, no. But do I, you I, need? Awesome. Do you need an Americanized Godzilla yeah. when in no, in our but, modern but, but, age but, you can just watch anything that comes out of Japan and it's Japanese? But does like, that why matter? can't? Like, yeah. I think enough of these movies have been all right that it's like, who cares? They're good. They're fine. No, no, no. But hear, hear me out. Hear me out. The, 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 why not just have? Um, why can't Americans just cook up their own new giant guys? I don't know. I don't. I, I think that's kind of. I'm gonna hit you with the gatekeeping allegations. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck. I'm hitting. And, and that's. And I'm not again. Like like I mean, if 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 you make like a great American Godzilla movie, that like I, I'm not saying it's impossible or inherently bad. I'd enjoy it, but like you you could also like just make your own big monster guys too. Yeah, we got one. His name is Cloverfield. <laughs> You got, remember that guy? Remember Cloverfield? Yeah, I liked that movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember liking I'm hitting, it. I'm hitting Stu with the gatekeeping allegations because one thing I genuinely love is reading <laughs> other countries' takes on the exact same exactly. character. Uh, if you've ever read – there's a Batman manga. It's incredible. It's like – it's fascinating. It's so good. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a sh- – I'm not saying it's like – a chauvinistic, like the American mind cannot conceive of a giant lizard, yeah. type thing. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I don't know. You're right. Like, like different cultural takes on stuff can be really cool. No, part part of it is that American saying. film means Hollywood in particular, and in, in its excess of size. Um, I get. I get what you're saying, Stu. Of like, like why, like why even, even like let these you know these dumbass fucking american producers that just want to turn it into the mcu like get the chance and i 100 percent agree with you but i do think that like uh you 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 know you can i don't know you, we got kong skull island out of it at least you know like we got yeah, that's true yeah, no again like i was saying part part of it's just hollywood being what it is yeah. be, being like kind of like too big with too much money in it to 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 like do interesting stuff which is kind of why i sort of hope the the bubble pops and we get like the 70s yeah. again yeah but it's also just and again like there's certain characters and, and ideas and archetypes that do have that mythic quality they can be kind of perpetually reinterpreted you know, I like I'm okay if once or once or twice every 10 to 15 years we get like kind of a new Batman. 
Yeah. Like that can be interesting. But we are so – it feels sometimes, maybe a little less now than it did a few years ago, hopefully. But but it sometimes feels like we're like trapped in a mausoleum. Like we're just we're, – we're in this, this, this cathedral of 20th century culture that we're so in awe of that we can never escape it. We can recreate it. We can polish it up. But we can't get out from under it, never imagine doing more or better. Like, and I would like to see more new stuff and not just always adapting and remaking so, no, I do, I what do. already exists I think forever. That, I think two that the two ideal, things. I think that the I'm gonna. I, sorry, Andy. I did not mean to jump on you, but I'm gonna. I have to say this because my lungs are gonna explode. Uh, I do. I do agree with you. I think that like my ideal uh, American Godzilla is like an an American Shin Godzilla, where it's like hyper fixating on an element of the character yeah and then and using that to tell a story uh i don't know if we'll ever get that i, I don't know the, the 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 kong skull island guy kind of did with like making king kong almost into this uh this like american imperialism metaphor with like the whole vietnam stuff i don't know kong skull island's a really good movie uh that's fucking watch kong skull island it's great but uh yeah, I, I don't I I don't know. I I think I think the ideal take and and hopeful is like is is getting like a like a the the Godzilla, you know, like a, a just get a guy like Matt Reeves who is, you know, been toiling away just making good ass movies to have a very like singular one-off look at like a a different kind of Godzilla that's still faithful to the text, yeah. but like saying slightly different things, you know? I also I, think that, no, I'm going to make my point now. You yeah. Can, uh, is that one, I think, I, I think after 98, mm. it makes complete sense uh, to do an actual yeah. American Godzilla movie. Like, yes. The world was due a, de- a do over at that attempt of that. <laughs> God, um, it, that that ninety eight Godzilla does not, in my mind, even yeah. pass the bar of being uh, a movie. The, it's, the other thing it's is an that, insult. Like, like, I, like, I get what you're saying, and you're right about like ninety percent of things. But Godzilla is just one of those things that it's like, yes, this is one of the very few franchises that just justified its existence so much that it can yeah. just keep being. Like, obviously, there should be breaks. Well, and there, and and Godzilla is no stranger to taking long, long naps. He, he um, takes a nap, which which he is does. good. I think things things can go away and come back. You but, know, absence. But it is one of those the few like franchises that is just so diverse, so complex, can be so many things that it's like, yeah, Godzilla doesn't need to stop. And I think seeing oh, I'm not saying giant, Godzilla categorically needs well, to no, stop. I never said why... you were, but that's part of the point. Is that like yeah. seeing the like. Godzilla has been so many things that, like, of course he should be an, uh, an American blockbuster. He's already yeah. been everything else. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it's I just agree. more Godzilla. That, like, I, I agree. No, Godzilla. I just, is... I, I would also like, like Godzilla. Like, 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 Stu. We should have fifteen Bollywood Godzillas. I, Every single oh, dude, country Indian, on Earth. Indian that, Godzilla would go fucking insane, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? Godzilla is one of those things that should just like it is such a like institution. It should just yeah. be exported. It should just be everything okay. and everywhere because it, it already has been. What if? Hear me out. What if 
every country had their own big guy. And when they all fought, each one like represented a different country. No, that's like true. Robot I get that. And I see what you're saying. And for like anything else, that. that's true. We kind of already but, but have it's Godzilla, that. It's, it's, just, it's just like, they're not always big guys. One thing I, I, I really wish... So uh, in the comics, they've been doing Godzilla versus the Justice League, and I don't know if it's good or not. I hope, <laughs> of course, they have. I hope it's good. And but one thing that really pissed me off good. is that they use like the modern designs for both Godzilla and for uh, like for fucking uh, for for the Justice League. Like my dream, the fucking, legendary the the legendary yeah. Design? My dream fucking yeah. That looks uh, like a bear. God, Godzilla crossover is like. 60s cape shit Godzilla uh, 60s cape yeah. shit DC versus 60s cape shit or, or like Showa Godzilla because you just you you have to like Godzilla is one of those characters that that works that is is so so concrete in the in the minds of people that you can you you got to get a little silly with it you know you know what else yeah. you know why else we I just remembered another reason why we needed these movies mm-hmm. we needed this movie so that Americans would stop fucking coloring Godzilla green because if we That's had true. a shitty print of Godzilla <laughs> versus Megalon on yeah. TV all of our like every is like Godzilla is green no he's fucking not he's blue um, or black e- excuse me Andy what do you say to this uh, nobody can see right now but I'm holding a KB Toys circa 1994 Godzilla figurine. That is Yeah, that's revisionism. Yeah. It's all right. He is my friend. And he has been my friend since I was a child. Like, even, even, like, Godzilla, like, Godzilla was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. We have already decades, we are decades into Godzilla as an American media property separate from Japanese culture. Yeah, true. Look, again, I'm not saying... You can't do an American like actually. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing like yeah, like friend like like, like let everybody saying. do their take on Godzilla. That's not a bad idea. I just I would like to see new guys. Oh, dude, French Godzilla would go crazy. God, Godzilla ninety eight. Godzilla ninety eight. Technically a French Godzilla. They they blame French atomic bomb yeah, testing the in the Pacific for that energy. Godzilla. Rather so than, stupid. Rather Fuck you, Roland Emmerich. Go That's, fuck yourself. That is so funny. Uh, you know what? I, I guess the only thing I can say that's like actually in response to your your things too is that Godzilla is not a franchise that is like it's kind of a shame that like can't we come up with our own it's Godzilla is not a franchise Godzilla is a genre and this is Americans making a different genre of movie no again I'm saying that's fine I just I I feel this general sense of 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 being yeah. well, too like said, trapped in this mausoleum. You. And I just would would I would like to see more new things. Sure, but Godzilla is the exception to that. Like that's what I'm trying. Like, like, like I'm I, I'm not like saying the we, singular like like I'm not going to concede. I'm not saying it's got to be. I'm not even saying it's got to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. I just I I know and I, and I get that. I, I I'm just saying like earlier, I did like but, sure. Please get uh, us what, off this. What's everyone's favorite? <laughs> what's everyone's favorite kaiju? Like what's everyone? Who's everyone's favorite Godzilla? I think Godzilla, Godzilla or Mothra. Uh, for okay. good guys, uh, Anguirus. For villains, Destroya. Okay. Is is Tremors a kaiju movie? No. Yeah. No, I, yes, I mean, it I, is. I mean, I specific, They're not big I spe- enough. I specifically meant like the Toho ones. They're not big. I really actually haven't seen that very that many of them. I I uh, gave you two assignments. You didn't watch them. I, but that's okay. I I. 
I was planning to watch one of them tonight. The other one I, I haven't been able to okay. get to finish. When, when you when you watch them, let me know. But I'll, I'll also say Wait, in terms which, of which like ones? bad which ones kaiju, for? bad kaiju. I'm gonna let me finish. Bad kaiju, uh, Kidora, definitely Biolante and Destroya. Oh, those are all great. Are also, all great. Also, mine mine's King Ghidorah, to, baby. To That's my talking goal. Talking about how. Maybe Americans should come up with their own idea for Godzilla that he's not going to watch either. Damn, Andy's cooking your ass. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. What the fuck? Who let this- I, I'm going to get around to it. I just had other shit to do. Who let this man in the show? Who let this man cook? Um, wait, what were the what were the assignments that you had? I, I told him to watch um I told him to watch Godzilla versus Hidora and Destroya. Hidora and Destroya. I would say watch like the original Ghidorah or like one of the movies this is an explicit remake of because this is like the Yeah, fifth like Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah invasion it's, of the Astro Monster. Anything with G- King Ghidorah. And yeah. it is is basically Final being Wars. pulled from. I love King Ghidorah um, so much, dude. That's my go. The nineties King Ghidorah is is very funny because that's the like Godzilla movie where they throw just the most weird shit into it. Like there's a scene where a guy who's supposed to be Steven Spielberg's dad is like, "Take that dinosaur!" Because he's like fighting on the Marshall Islands. Yeah, it's a time travel movie. Yeah, because it's They're a time like, travel movie, and they go back to the the Pacific Theater. Yeah, it's. Oh. I have a whole list of things that happened in that movie, and you wouldn't <laughs> believe oh. it. I don't think we even need to do a watch something else for this movie because it's just going to be like there are a million yeah. other better Godzilla movies yeah. you can watch. So Do you have like an article or something to talk about or any pre-production info? Oh, wait. Well, I did bring up, I don't know if it was off mic, but I, I, I don't remember if we were recording, but the fact that um, this movie's incarnation of Mothra's like twin fairies is just two Chinese oh, yeah. ladies. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy. I, I didn't even <laughs> realize they're two different people because it's the same yeah. actress. Yeah, Zhang Zhi. And they're also barely on screen together. So. And they're barely on screen. I, I noticed she had two two characters in the credits, and I was like trying to figure out where in the movie yeah, that happened because it it kind of this movie's so rushed, but also so languidly paced and dull. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, this is this 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 movie is the lowest grossing and the lowest like critically received of these monster verse entries. Yeah. Um, there is a there is a new one coming out next month. Uh, my sister this looks fun. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna fun. go see it with my sister and my dad because I uh, she Jillian, <laughs> my sister, has just been texting me like the the part in the trailer where Godzilla and Kong are just like running at the camera and she's like, "You and me doing what?" It's like yeah. yeah, you 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 and me when mom calls dinner. <laughs> like yeah. it, this, so this looks like it looks like another movie that I will comfortably give a seven or an eight and be like, Yeah, it was fun. Oh, I'm I like sure I'm sure if there. I take edibles before this movie and, and watch it, it's gonna be like the best thing I've ever seen. Like everything I watch on edibles. But yeah, it's funny that this is just the bad one. Um there's so much less human bullshit in the in the next one. Oh god! God, they, I hope so because they, they show the, it in the trailer. This was terrible. Oh, man. oh no! Yeah. I mean, I mean in, in, in versus Kong, there's so much less. Like compared to this one, there's so much less human bullshit. Yeah, get him out of here. Oh, also there are, there are scenes that are that are lit like normal scenes in a movie. That's gonna be a fun episode. I love that. Um, 
I don't know. Watch watch something else. Yeah, just watch any Godzilla movie. Take your pick. I'm I'm gonna say my favorite Godzilla aside from Fifty Four is is Shin Godzilla. Big fucking surprise there. I like I like Godzilla vs. Destroy a lot, but you kind of need to see. Some I love Shin Godzilla. I think sh- I I think Shin Godzilla is actually like a perfect kaiju movie. I like but that. I'm, I'm also kind of biased because it's a Tidiakiano. It's like um, also maybe a little right wing, but in a way that's okay. I like um, yeah. I I it, I feel like it it doesn't fit neatly into that uh it, yeah cuz it's you know, Japanese politics are kind of weird go, that way. Go watch Godzilla Final Wars. It's a better version of this exact movie. Oh dude, um, Final Wars I've seen part of that. Final once. Wars will get your dick so yeah. fucking hard you won't even know what to do with they, it. It's they they like, murder Roland Emmerich Godzilla in that movie. They do so Toho much Toho hated Roland Emmerich Godzilla so much. They were like, we're going to kill him on screen, dog. They do so much insane shit in that fucking movie. Uh, I'm partial to, I've been watching it. Uh, I, was, I, I have about 10 minutes left. I've been watching Invasion of the Astro Monster for like the third time. It's I so really, fun. It's so fun. They they freaked it on the models. I uh, love the theme. The, the theme. The you know, I, I am surprised that, that none of these... American Godzilla movies have done the easiest thing in the world, which is just get Don Fry to show up and be like, hey, I was in a Godzilla movie once, look <laughs> at me. I'm surprised none of them have done the secret aliens plot yet. Because that's like a classic. Yeah, no, that was always a, that's a that classic, was a, that's Godzilla a classic of the Toho secret aliens. And aliens are, are, the, are the villains of like a third, at least half of yeah. these movies. We... We should do more um, kaiju movie group watches in the Discord. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, would love. Oh, Especially the Discord would love. They're that. all like ninety six seconds long. They're like the they're yeah. The, they're like nine less than ninety also, minutes. Two. I remember the thing that I was going to talk about. Um, two. You've seen Pacific Rim, right? Yeah. Remember how the best part of that movie is the fight in I think downtown Hong Kong. That's like yeah. actually lit well and using the night fights pretty well. The next movie also does that thing. It it's maybe doesn't do it as well, but it at least has a very visually clear night nighttime fight scene. So they at least learn their lessons from this shit. Yeah, because it's at, it's Every- Adam Wingard. He loves neon lighting. I remember all the weebs uh, saying Pacific Rim was a rip off of Evangelion, and it's like. It's very not. obviously a rip off of Gunbuster, which means it's a rip off of Get a Robo. But none of you have read. Which, 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 well, which also, means- also, Gunbuster has the same basic ending as the original Godzilla. Yeah, kind of. Except it's their their MacGuffin destroys like half the galaxy. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, all right. Cole is dying. Let's. I'm uh, fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, also, I've. Uh, uh, I'm I'm Andy. I'm on those good old fashioned values. We're going to be recording an episode uh, with Cole this week. Look unless forward I, to that. Unless it's going to be literal, literal, unless I I get any worse whatsoever because I am. Yeah, that's true. Dying. We might have to reschedule that. If you let us know tomorrow okay. how I'm you're fucking, feeling, I'm dying, uh, dude. One more thing about this movie. Yes, really like that they played the Blue Oyster Cult song over the credits of this movie, and it's a great I, version. I of that didn't song. like that cover version. I would have preferred they just played the original. I like this written version. Actually, no, I got nothing. I have nothing against Serge Tankian. I just, I did, I did, I, I think part of why I didn't like that cover it just felt a little too like rounded and over. They they added they added like, like extra stuff in in like a yeah. lot of modern songs do and like they they throw like a bunch of superfluous stuff onto like the, the mixing and the production. It's like you don't need that. So what you're saying, Stu, 
is that it is it is that it is a cover of that song that perfectly fits this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, yo, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very appropriate. But no, I got uh, Serge Tankin yeah. seems cool. I, I think he's like a very left wing guy. Oh, dude, yeah. insane, right? insanely. So he was like, he, yeah. he was like, fuck Israel in like two thousand one. Oh hell yeah! No, like, I mean, the, the Armenians would know, man. Yeah. Like they, the, them and the Irish are, are, are pretty good for that sort of thing usually. But yeah. Uh, I, do you have anything else to talk about? Or are we good to wrap it up? Uh, no, uh, we me... got to thank our patrons. Yeah, we got to oh, thank yeah. our patrons. So we I'm going to thank everyone. Uh, and again, we've just crossed $500 a month on Patreon, which is incredible. It's just amazing. Uh, so I'm going to thank all of our February patrons. So thank you to Fabiola and Liano. Go listen to our burn episode. Quan, Ethan Sorrell, Peter Wellatos. Julian Notaro, Henry, Amelie, Dylan Varda, Knuckle Scraper, Awesome McCool Guy, Marcos Espino, Canty, Joel Batham, Dinosaur Darden, uh, that's not Dinosardin, excuse me, Manny, Chad O'Neill, Summercand On Demand, Evelyn Destroyer of Worlds, Donovan Luz, 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 Guys, your last names are too hard to pronounce. Please include phonetic pronunciations along with your uh, subscription. Uh, Thank you to Corman's Inferno, LP uh, Gartner, Zaldine, Querty, and Brian Landry. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you so much. Thanks for supporting the Uh, show. Thank you. I hope you have a great... February and a nice Valentine's Day and we will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. See you again. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim.